Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. Just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent, only in theaters May 17th. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count for your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Good morning, peeps, and welcome to Woke AF Daily with me, your girl, Danielle Moody, recording from the home bunker. Folks, as I've been saying all week long, I'm just taking a few days of respite to recharge with friends, and I am leaving you with amazing interviews that we have banked so that you miss absolutely nothing from the craziness that is happening and has been going on since Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago resort was searched by the FBI, not raided like his dumbass has been saying for the last several days. You know what's funny is that right now you have Republicans out on social media talking about they need to defund the FBI and they need to defund the Department of Justice, which is really funny given the fact that when black and brown people talk about defunding the police, you know, for killing us and then having no accountability, responsibility because of qualified immunity, we're called what are we called? Terrorists, Antifa, agitators, not patriots. They want to defund these agencies for going after their white supremacist king. When we talk about defunding the police, it is about reorienting our resources into communities, right, that have systemic issues because of white supremacy and what we've been doing to them, like defunding public education in areas that are highly populated with black and brown people, not having sidewalks, not having sanitation pickup, not having anything that would remotely resemble any of these gated communities that these fucking Republicans live in. So I find it so fascinating and fucking hypocritical that right now you see all of these people talking about defund this and defund that, Why? Because their king, right, is being investigated by everybody and their mother because he's a fucking criminal. 
But when we're talking about unarmed and innocent black people not being able to sleep in their own fucking bed, drive in their cars, walk to the park, play in a park, you know, sit or exist anywhere without the white police state coming for them, then we're the problem. I just need for the media to do their fucking job and maybe call out the hypocrisy right now and say that when white people are enraged, it's because they don't want to be held to account because they want to have absolutely no responsibility whatsoever for their actions. When black people are asking for the state and the government to be held accountable for their crimes against us, somehow we're the problem. Folks, coming up next, my conversation with our friend Kurt Bardella to unpack all the insanity that Republicans are swirling in right now as they leap to the opportunity to defend Donald Trump. Against what? We have no idea, because as of this recording, Donald Trump has refused to release the contents of his warrant. Now, they continue to say that it was a raid. They continue to say that something is amiss and something is awry. And Kevin McCarthy is telling Merrick Garland, you need to hold on to your papers and just wait till I get the gavel back. But guess what? Donald Trump and his lawyers know exactly what the feds came and took from Mar-a-Lago. They know exactly what the contents of that warrant entails, but they're not releasing it. And the question is why? So we'll get to this and more with our friend Kurt Bardella coming up next. Hey, I'm David Plotz of Slate's Political Gab Fest. As another election season accelerates, it can be tricky to sort through all the noise in the news. Each week on the Gab Fest, John Dickerson, Emily Bazelon, and I decipher the headlines, break down the races, and tell you what issues really matter. We do not always agree. We definitely do not always agree. But we always deliver thoughtful debate, and we always have a good time. So subscribe to Slate's Political Gap Fest. New episodes every Thursday. There. I want to tell you about another podcast I think you'll love. The Brown Girl's Guide to Politics hosted by Ashanti Goler, the president of Emerge. BGG is the one-stop shop for women of color who want to hear and talk about the world of politics. Join Ashanti this season as she talks to incredible women of color who are changing the face of politics and tackling some of the most important issues facing the United States. From reproductive justice to voting rights to climate change and more. Tune in every Tuesday wherever you get your podcasts. Folks, you know that whenever we have the opportunity to speak with our friend, advisor to so many, the DCCC uh, and others, writer at USA Today, the LA Times and other places, MSNBC contributor Kurt Bardella, uh, ex-Republican to get into the mind, the crazy, crazy mind, Kurt, of your former flock. Um, I want to start off with getting your reactions to the FBI search, not raid, but legal warranted search of uh, Trump's Mar-a-Lago residence. Uh, how did it? How did it hit you? Well, I mean, obviously it was a surprise. Um, you know, I, it really what struck me, and, and it's somewhat predictable, but it's also very revealing the the overreaction from Trump from the right wing propagandists. If I were an innocent person and something like this happened, I would be bending over backwards to make sure that everyone understood that this wasn't a raid, that this wasn't knocking down doors, windbreakers, people in tactical gear, you know, like you see in the movies. Like I would be saying like this was a planned search, something that we were made aware of a day ago, 
uh, and, and, there's, and, and we are fully cooperating and there's nothing to see here. Instead, what we saw was this complete overreaction science fiction response to the point where there are people who are insinuating that evidence was planted by the FBI. I mean, yeah, that, that's how, like we don't even are- know what they came for yet, but they've right. already said that stuff was planted. Right. I mean, the they are acting guilty. They are acting in a way where they know that the law enforcement agencies have the goods on them, and so when that's the case, and and, and you think you're, they have you dead to rights, you start attacking. You start deflecting. You start inventing alternative alternate realities, um, and that's exactly what guilty people do. And I think that Republicans are really putting themselves out there. I mean, here's what we know about Donald Trump over the years: mm-hmm. he is a sociopathic, pathological liar. Mm-hmm. Nothing he says is ever truthful. So, as bad as we know that it is, it's almost certainly worse. As a political party, why in the world? Would you put yourself on the line for someone that is almost certainly lying about something, lying to you about it? And the, the Republican Party has put themselves in a position where they're going to be left holding the bad goods here when this thing detonates all over them. You know, the funny thing is, Kurt, you know, when people are pontificating and, and, and making jokes and memes about what could possibly be in Donald Trump's safe. But the, the part that is actually really no laughing matter is that I personally believe that Donald Trump has the goods, the dossiers on everybody, um, that that is something that he has been compiling for quite some time. And so the reaction from Republicans to me is so unhinged, right? And, and I'm like, why do people react this way? Out of fear, right? right. Out of fear of, of your dirty laundry being aired out. And so what they are doing is taking a page from Trump's election playbook. And before we even know anything, everything's been planted. They need to be defunded, right? And what I find so insulting is that, you know, when black and brown people and allies enter into the streets in 2020, after the murder of George Floyd, before we had a vaccine, at the height of the pandemic, to say that black lives matter, to say that we need to defund the police as a way to recirculate monies into communities that have been systemically um, uh, bankrupted, right? Defunded by their public schools and their health infrastructure and their sanitation infrastructure and all of these things. We get called Antifa. We get called, we get, you know, told that we are unpatriotic, right? Mm -hmm. All we wanted to, all Colin Kaepernick ever wanted to do was take a knee to bring attention to the abuses of the state, but to these white supremacist Republicans, it's like the hypocrisy doesn't even land with them, right? Like I, to me, it's so baffling that then they can call for the defunding of the police all because there was a search put out on their King. Like, does it like, honestly, how, how do you even part and parcel? Because you have been in the Republican party you worked uh, and and with the Lincoln Project, right? So so never Trumpers. Like, how do you make sense of like Kevin McCarthy making a social media a tweet a threat to the USAG? I just don't even get it. You know, it's very clear to me 
that if you're a person of color in this country, Republicans believe that law enforcement has the right to do whatever they want to, legal or not, even taking your own life. But the minute that law enforcement is focused on a white person, especially a white person of privilege, law enforcement should be defunded. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, let's call it what it is. This is just outright racism. And, that, and, and I think what people oftentimes, especially the media, tends to overlook because it's uncomfortable for them to, to confront this, everything the Republican Party done, does has to be viewed through the lens of racism because that's really the single largest, most defining quality of being a Republican in 2022. Um, you know, it, it's really something like on one hand, you got Republicans investigating Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, Biden, uh, racially trying to delegitimize the citizenship of Barack Obama. Uh, and they were fine and comfortable using the instruments of power of oversight authority, uh, of subpoenas to have hearings, to make Hillary Clinton testify for 11 hours in front of their kangaroo court, the Benghazi Select Committee. But the minute that the shoe is on the other foot, and the minute that it's actually legitimate inquiries, Correct. not fishing not witch hunts, not politically motivated uh, investigations, which Kevin McCarthy admitted Benghazi was all about, the minute that the shoe's on the other foot, uh, all of a sudden, they don't believe in congressional authority. All of a sudden, they believe that things are fake subpoenas and fake depositions, and they rail against closed-door proceedings, and uh, they, they give the executive branch led by Donald Trump a free pass and make it policy that it's okay to defy checks and balances in America. Now, as they think that they might be within the reach of power again, they rediscover their passion and zeal for oversight. They rediscover congressional authority. Kevin McCarthy right now at this very second is in defiance of a congressional subpoena from the January 6th committee. You don't get to defy a congressional subpoena on one hand and then say you're going to use them on other people you know, in a couple of months. That's just not how it works. You don't get to have it both ways. And, and this is my big frustration with the media is that when they talk about these things and they cover Jim Jordan's threats and Kevin McCarthy's threats, they fail to include that context. They fail to include all the ways in which these Republicans have completely shit on congressional oversight and taken a wrecking ball to checks and balances. And now somehow they want to use them for their own politically motivated means. You know, it's just but it, what's wild to me is that to your point, like the media never calls this shit out. Right. Like the media is never like, you know, remember Republicans when you, you know, were interviewing Hillary Clinton for 11 hours. Remember when that came up with nothing. Right. Remember when you wasted taxpayers dollars. Right. And it came up with nothing. I, I just I don't understand the disconnect of not being able to hold Republicans accountable. But when Democrats are in power, it's like the media goes through everything that the Biden administration is doing with a fine tooth comb. I, I, and I'm, and I'm like, it's absurd at this point. And that, you know, the, the other point about the Republican party being a white supremacist party is that again, we continue, I believe, to legitimize them as if they are a normal Republican party. When you had Marjorie Taylor Greene on Twitter calling for friggin' violence because Donald Trump's home was searched and she's still in Congress. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and even remember, it was less than a week ago that the Republican Party faithful congregated in Texas and gave a standing ovation 
to an authoritarian presence uh, via the prime minister of Hungary. Uh, I mean, this is who they are. I, 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 I keep thinking to myself, how much, how much more right, right. Does, does the media need to see before they start identifying the Republican Party as, as the racist, autocrat wannabe, dictatorial wannabe, uh, you know, racist that they are? Because I mean, they're not trying to hide it anymore. They, they broadcast it every single day, whether it's Marjorie Taylor Greene, whether it's Ted Cruz, whether it's Ron DeSantis. It's not just Donald Trump. It's the entirety now of the Republican Party establishment that has been overrun by this lunacy. And, and you have these weapons-grade idiots running around tweeting these insane things, fomenting violence, fomenting very dangerous and disturbing uh, potential scenarios. You know, the, these people, they're, they're waiting for the order yep. to start locking and loading. Uh, and we know after January 6th that this is an empty rhetoric. This isn't just machismo behind the screen on uh, on the internet that these are people who have the means the arms and the desire to incite mayhem and violence and bloodshed on people who look like you and doc like this isn't hypothetical anymore you know and i'm so glad that you brought this up because this is something else that i believe was said multiple times on the air but almost in a casual way right which was that the fear that donald trump was going to once again direct his white supremacist militia to attack the government because he was, his home was searched. You had all of the tweets, lock and load. Uh, when does, when does the shooting start? I mean, all, I mean, it was crazy. And the thing for me is that if it were people that look like us that were tweeting that shit, you think that we would have still been casually sitting in our, in our living room on our laptops or on our phones? No. You would have been picked up, snatched up by the FBI and questioned and looked at as a terrorist, as a threat right. to these United States. And so I'm wondering, Kurt, what do you like? Do you think that violence at this point in this country with how hopped up the Republicans are on their lies, on their hate, on their vitriol? I mean, I have never seen a more rage filled group of people than some of the clips I saw at a CPAC. Right. Yeah. Then some of the clips of people talking at CPAC. So do you feel at this point that violence is inevitable, that it is just something that is on the horizon, but that it is we are going to to get to that place? Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I felt that the minute that the Republican Party made the conscious decision to become apologists for domestic terrorists, that 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 was the ballgame. Um, you know, you you cannot have a peaceful coexistence when there are people who are you know, handling up domestic terrorists as patriots, as victims, Marjorie Taylor Greene on one knee at CPAC. Uh, it you know, it, the cosplay was crazy. Yeah. And all that does is send the message to the people who subscribe to this radical extreme ideology that violence is an acceptable form of expression, that their leaders want them to shoot all of us, that their leaders want them. Uh, to, 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 to hang Mike Pence and perpetrate bloodshed on anyone that stands in their way, including cops, by the way. Um, you know, I, I very much worry uh, what elections are going to be like going forward because the Republican Party has done everything they can to take a wrecking ball to the peaceful transition of power. And I don't know what happens in this country when election day rolls around and some of these white supremacists start shooting up precincts in voting areas 
that have a higher concentration of people of color. I don't know what happens to our process when it gets held hostage by these, uh, you know, instruments of, of, of evil um, coming for all of us while the Republican Party eggs them on, while the Republican Party says it's okay, while the Republican Party says we love you and that you're heroes. And I don't think that Democrats or the media is particularly ready for that scenario, which is kind of mind boggling to me after what we lived through on January 6th. You know, one of the things that is being said, too, is that, you know, what a terrible week for all of this Mar-a-Lago business to happen because Democrats finally had a series of legislative wins. I disagree, Kurt, because I think that there is an opportunity for the Biden administration and Democrats to be like, we continue to work for the American people. All of this is transpiring and we've passed this, 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 and this because our intelligence agencies and the Department of uh, Justice are not supposed to work in tandem. They are separate entities. And so we're able to still deliver for the American people because Republicans pushback has been Democrats are preoccupied with Donald Trump and not doing anything for the American people. So what do you think that the messaging should be? Do you see it as an opportunity or is it an obstacle? You know, I think it's I think it's challenging. And this is where the Republican argument that this was a politically motivated Biden-led um, raid on, on, on one of his political adversaries falls apart. President Biden has been in the midst of the best few weeks he has had in his presidency. After a year of Democrats in disarray, a year of our own base protesting our own White House all the goddamn time, uh, much to my complete and utter annoyance, we finally strung together you know, this amazing streak of successes, historic level successes. I mean, we got a bipartisan gun bill done, which has nothing on guns been done in 20 years, okay? Even if it's not everything you want, it's something, which at this point is better than nothing. We got infrastructure done. We got the CHIPS Act passed to revitalize American manufacturing. We got something done for veterans, even in spite of Republican opposition, which I still don't to this day quite understand. We got... Uh, you know, we're, we're on, you know, we got this uh, uh, Inflation Reduction Act that we're that we're about to get across the finish line. Gas prices have been going down every day for almost 60 days now. And oh, by the way, we caught a freaking terrorist uh, who was one of the masterminds of 9-11. All the while, Biden was battling COVID. Like, you, this has been one of the most productive administrations in United States history. When Biden signed some of those laws, uh, you know, some of those bills and laws yesterday, it was like the fourth story of the night because of Donald Trump. Donald Trump has a unique way of sucking up the oxygen out of everything. And at this exact moment in time, that's really the last thing that we wanted to have happen on the day that Biden was going to sign these things in the law and talk about Democrats delivering and getting things done in spite of united Republican opposition to things like lowering the cost of insulin. What the hell kind of pro-life party does that? Um, you know, not to mention the overarching conversations about abortion and women's rights in America, you know, like all of those things now have completely been swept down to story four or five or six or not even being covered right now at the second. And I think that's a, that, that's a loss for, for, for the American people as well as for Democrats. Um, hopefully as time goes on, we'll be able to get back on that message. But the reason why Republicans are leaning so hard into this is because they spent the last two weeks trying to explain why they were on the opposite side of veterans why they were on the side of China, why they're okay with a 10 year old being raped, being forced to give birth to, to a baby that, that, that no one should ever have to even contemplate 
And now they can talk 24-7 about the deep state and the FBI and the DOJ and all these things that they've really spent the last five years demonizing and go back all the way to the Mueller probe. This is familiar territory for them. That's why they're so excited to be talking about this because they don't because they knew they were losing. The polling told us things were going in the wrong direction for Republicans. Congressional Democrats on the, on the generic ballot went up over the last three weeks. Now they get to try to distract. And I mean, ask any media producer, what would you rather cover? An, an FBI raid or, right. or legislation? And it will be the FBI raid, uh, hands down every day. Um, last questions for you, Kurt, are on midterm elections. Um, NBC's Shaquille Brewster had been um, down in Wisconsin talking with voters on the street there, uh, Republicans, and them saying, you know, does it matter Donald Trump's endorsement? Like, do you do you does your vote sway based on that? One man, one one white man made an interesting comment, and he said that he doesn't want any politician anymore. He doesn't want to vote for a politician. He said, I'm tired of politicians. I'm tired of them, you know, telling me one thing and not doing another. And so anyone who is not a politician is who I'm voting for. What do you make of that? Because that was also the thing that Donald Trump rode into power on, right? Aside from being a white supremacist, like I'm a businessman, I alone can fix this. And so what do you make of folks with that kind of thinking that they don't want politicians because it's synonymous with do nothing or liars. I think that I would ask those people, would you want a doctor to operate on you who isn't surgeon? Would you want a teacher to teach you who isn't credentialed? Uh, would you want uh, someone to serve in the United States Armed Forces that hasn't been trained properly to use a weapon? That's what you're asking for when you say you don't want to vote for a, a quote unquote politician. And I get why politician is a bad word. I get why you know, over the years we've seen um, <laughs> both parties, frankly, make a living off of demonizing you know career lifelong politicians. I, I would say that after the Donald Trump experience, it should force all of us to look back and go, you know, Maybe it's not the worst idea for the people whose sole job is to write laws in America to actually have experience being legislators. Maybe it's not a bad idea to go back to a time where people like mayors and city council members and state legislators eventually became uh, congressmen and senators and governors uh, and ran for president. Maybe, maybe political office shouldn't go to the highest bidder. Maybe it should mm. go to people who just can cut themselves a, a, a 10 hundred million dollar check to buy themselves mm. power. Maybe it shouldn't go to whoever uh, is, whichever billionaire is writing the biggest check. If you look at the Republican Party apparatus right now, I, you know, I think I read a stat that over half the money that was raised by the Republican uh, campaign entities came from 27 billionaires or something like that. It's like, that's not good for democracy. Um, I want professionals who want to make it their career to serve in public service to make up the bulk of, of, of our elected office. I don't want people who have no idea what's going We don't need more Marjorie Taylor Greens and Lauren Bobarts or Madison Cawthorns or Matt Gates's or Donald Trump's. We don't need that. Um, you know, we, we need people and, and, and understand that the majority of people who serve in Congress, they are the, they are the people who you never hear about. You just do the yep. job. Um, 
who serve their constituencies. I think people like, you know, my congressman and my neck, who is Don Byer here in Northern Virginia. He's not a flashy guy. He's not a guy you see on cable news every day. He's not a guy who's got a prolific tweeting president. He just does the job. Uh, you know, I think of people like in San Diego, Mike Levin, you know, been there a couple of years now, came from the biotech world and, and the climate space. He just does the job. He's not looking for headlines. That's what we need more of. Um, the idea that, you know, oh, we should just get rid of all the politicians and put in people who have no earthly idea what they're doing. You know what ends up happening? Because we saw this happen, actually. Yep. In California, when voters implemented term limits, which sounded great, everybody loves term limits in a poll, always polls well. But what ended up happening was everybody ended up like basically getting out of office and freshmen were put in who had no earthly idea what they were doing. And you know who started running the town? Lobbyists, the private sector, the people who had access and experience. It was a massive brain drain. And all of a sudden, lobbyists were literally writing the bills that the legislator was passing. That's where that story ends when you say, let's get rid of all the professional politicians. Uh, and I go back to, again, if, if, if you're comfortable walking into your doctor's office and saying, hey, uh, I want someone to operate on me, but not a surgeon, not a career professional. I don't trust them. Just taking someone you're like, OK, but but don't be shocked when, when you don't wake up from the operating table. You know, that's I'm so glad that you used that analogy, Kurt, because, you know, just recently, Alabama and I believe Arkansas uh, in this teacher shortage that we are experiencing, which is not actually a shortage. We've just run teachers out of the classroom with gun violence and bullshit curriculum. Um, they have decided to do away with their credentialing for teachers. They'll just put anybody, any breathing, living human being adult is now qualified to go and teach your children. And we wonder why America is at the bottom uh, of any, you know, education indicators and like what that lack of respect for the teaching profession, how that is going to affect us down the road when you think that just anyone can do the job. So I, I love that you made that analogy. Uh, Kurt Bardella, as always, we appreciate your insights, your quips into the Republican mind. Great to be with you, my fellow Nerd Avenger. <laughs> yes, come back and see us again soon, and I will see you on the Nerd Avengers soon again. Appreciate you. That is it for me today, dear friends, on Woke AF. As always, power to the people and to all the people power. Get woke and stay woke as fuck. This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. Right now, there are close to 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills in state legislatures across the country. Lambda Legal is leading the charge against these hateful bills that target mostly trans and non-binary people. You can fight discrimination and help write the next chapter of Lambda Legal history. To learn more about their open cases and to donate, visit lambdalegal.org. That's lambdalegal.org. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. 
Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.